there's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I gotta put you down. Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Yo. Ladies and gentlemen. Yo, 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 yo. Ah, that new intro just sounds amazing. Hey, tell us what you think. Ladies and people. (laughs) Ladies and gents. (laughs) <laughs> I like that, ladies and people. Listen. Peace. It's your boy, Big H. Silverback Chronicles Podcast. Got my brother, Dre. What's up? What's up, baby? Uh, chilling, man. I, that that intro right there, yeah. it gives me goosebumps. What? I'm ready. I was always ready, but listen, that right there just puts me on another level. You stay ready. Oh, my goodness. I feel so good. Damn. Hey, yo. The intro was amazing. Goosebumps, that makes me feel alive. Alive. Ah, there's nothing like it. And that's what they come here to, they, that's what they come here to listen. Absolutely. Come here to feel alive. We're going to give you the truth. And that's it. That's why we always told you, baby. Tell listen, us. I'm engaged to your ears and we about to get married, baby. Holly. You heard? I'm get saying. out. And we're not nagging. You know what I mean? That's it. Triple C. Yo. What's good, baby? Maintaining and chilling, bro. Maintaining and chilling. That's how we do. Ain't All right, world. Else. Ain't nothing else. Listen, where we at? Episode 32. Holla. Episode 32. We moving, baby. Yeah. Bubbling. Yes. Oh, 31 oh. was fire. 30 was fire. Matter of fact, all of them up to date is pure fire. <sighs> Different. Listen, we bubbling. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell a friend. Stop playing. Word. You need this. You need to hear this. This Knowledge. is real. It's knowledge. It's having fun. It's going to hit your core. You heard? And we the real ones. That's it. <laughs> it's a beautiful yo, 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 Rick Ross tonight, I don't know if whoever Rick Ross says, yo, real dudes deserve to live twice. Uh, we living twice right now. And it's I'm going to tell you one life. Thing. If anybody saw the verse battle tonight, Rick Ross and 2 Chains, it's amazing just to see two phenomenal brothers in the rap game come together and just display their music. It's amazing for the game, for hip-hop. Amazing. All these rap verses, it's, it's been amazing for, for hip-hop. Like, it fire. just shows the unity. It shows, you know, like, you could do your style, I could do my style. And like, let's come together. Let's and come together, exactly. Bring that camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to sure. Swizzy. Right, Swiss Beats. Everybody. It's, just, it's a celebration for the world. I want to sh- shout out a long, a long lost producer, Dame Grease out of Harlem. Phenomenal, phenomenal producer, Dame Grease. Shout out to you, homie. I wish I could see your face, homie. I, I shout out to you. That's what's up. But I am gonna give it to uh, Rose all day, every day. Not, oh, gonna, yeah, not yeah. gonna hate, but listen, the category is just different. A lot, yeah. a lot different. Uh, you separate yourself. You, yes, you did. That catalog. Hey, oh, that catalog is. You want to talk? Tremendous. You want to talk about when we went to our live streams to uh, 
Rick right. Ross. Triple C, what was that again? Oh my god, it was, it was, it was all that and then some. Yeah. I was brushing my teeth with three hours of sleep. Right, waking up, getting after it. Yeah, and I'm listening to Rick Ross. We's on the we's on the corner, uh, Pensine, what North? All that chilling, Lawrence, right, Calhoun. and with that catalog, Fire. kept you up. Yeah, well, yeah. Good, good yeah, twelve yeah, hour yeah, shit. Yeah, because there was a lot of money to be made, and not for nothing, it, it kept the street at our patrol car because they was loving every bit of it. Oh yeah, they loved it. You say yo, you already know what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But listen, so it's community policing at its best. Uh, absolutely. But let's get this show on the road. Listen, everybody, we love you. We missed you. It's another week, episode 32, like I said previously. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Starbox. Listen, Starbox, we appreciate you. Uh, don't forget, you got four different colors. The new colors, that new hot pink for the ladies. Phenomenal. Everybody, get you one. Don't forget the 20% discount code, Starbox. It is Silverback Podcast. Right, Silverback Podcast in all caps. That's what it is. Starbox USA, we appreciate you. And uh, definitely, we got anything else? Any any more shout outs? We good. All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest for you tonight. Hello, yeah, a special guest. This gentleman has been on the job now for how long? Oh, thirteen some more years. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. But listen, he's a brother, a fellow silverback, and he also, he, what is he, Triple C? Silverback. All day, every day, stir up and down like six o'clock, baby, Paul, you heard? But y'all, <laughs> this gentleman also dig our pictures. He's a photographer on the side, doing this thing. Yeah, man. A detective, on the job with us. Yeah, man. Let me get a shout out. To my brother Vern, what's up, baby? What's up? What's up, brother? First of all, thank you for coming out. Yeah, man, thank you, thank you for having me. It's 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 a pleasure, bro. Listen, yeah, thank you for coming out. Uh, we appreciate you showing up. Yeah, man, I appreciate, it, man. If I say anything, man, that intro, son. That's going to be my theme song, bro. <laughs> right, everywhere I walk, bro, I'm just going to have it playing in my pocket. Yo, make it your, like, alarm clock. Yo, I'm serious. It's going to be different. Yo, they, they, they're going to be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, yo, hold on, hold on. Right. I'm going to hit the button, let it play. Right. Then I'm going to walk in. Right. Yeah, son, it's different. But we, yes, can't, we can't converse until that plays. Yes, yeah, sir. We can't, I can't talk to you. <laughs> can't talk it's to you at all. Until my theme song come on, bro. Right. Y'all just gave me my theme song for 2020, bro. That's, That's it. it. For free, yes, sir. Listen, we appreciate you, yes, sir. Tune in, bro. Yo, y'all, yo, make sure y'all share this. With yeah, I, I just want to thank you, like on the air. I mean, I already thanked you plenty of times, but that photo shoot you did for us in an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, man, we we rocked it quick. Um, in two two uh, two locations, locations in uh, one of yeah. the locations is Bygone. Shout out to them, yes, sir. Atlas uh, Restaurant Group. They're all about bridging the gap. They love us. They love everybody. Phenomenal food. And you showed up, and we, we did our thing. Yeah, man. You know, it, it only take me a second, bro. If I got the camera in my hand, man, I make magic. Now, you was, you was blazing on that Yeah, camera. bro. No, y'all make it easy for me, though. Uh, us? Yeah, man. Like I said, I <laughs> tell people all the time, man, y'all just, I just need a subject matter, man. Y'all, y'all give me, y'all give me, uh the opportunity to create whatever I see in my head, man. So it was, it was dope, man. I love it. That's dope. Nah, it was, it was definitely awesome. You did your thing, bro. It didn't take long at all. Two locations. As soon as we got there, all right, this is, 
And my thing was, we wanted to live it through your eyes. So oh, whatever man. you want us to do, listen, I'm all for it. I'm game. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And for all the fellas, listen, your girls out here tell you she got to do that six-hour pot, that six-hour photo shoot. It don't take that long. Oh, it don't take that long. What, what is she doing? She right. the production to hours. I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing all the hours? I'm going to punch my wife in her face. What are you doing? Behave yourself. The first no, I was shoot, the second I was drinking or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. We really appreciate it. No, man, I appreciate y'all, man. I, I, I appreciate the vision. We, man. we we put out one picture, and it went crazy. It, it shook a little. It shook the room a little bit. Yeah, man. Y'all listen, bro. And we still got like I don't know twenty two more. Yeah, yo, it's, and we holding in the stash. Yeah, that that whole shoot was a different. It was a vibe, man. And I, I tell people all the time, man. I I see I see images. I see pictures, and it was a it was a shot that I seen y'all in, man. I was like, this is it, right. This is it, man. And I and I like I, I saw like street cars behind you, the blue lights, red lights behind you, graffiti, bro. And so it's just it was just there. With the with the street cars and all that, we ain't even put that out yet. Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all like, yeah, what am I getting? Yeah, we're gonna do it now. But man. you know what? Them out. That separates you from the rest. hundred percent. Because you're not just a photographer. That shows your vision as an artist first your talents yeah thank you you take time to work on your craft and we see it just by being there so it's it's amazing what you do bro and uh just want this chance to get out there let the world see and know about (laughs) you because they do know about you but we're trying to get to a wider scale what's your what's your instagram for the people there it's uh vs davis photography vs d-a-v-i-s photography on all platforms check me out Awesome. So, yo, where you from? Baltimore, Maryland, son. Yeah. Born and raised? Born and raised on the playground where I spent most of my days. Okay. That's Are you a west side, east side uh, guy? So where where you from? It's difficult. I'm from the city, bro, because I, um, I was born in the northern, northern part of Baltimore. Okay. I lived when I was a child. On the west side of part of Baltimore, Papa Grove, Emerson. Then when my mother, yeah, we went over yeah. to over there and we got our first house on Wolf Street on the eastern. From there, we went from Monument and, and Ashland. From there, we went back up to the northern, bro. So I, I'm like, all over. I, yeah, I live all over. Can I, get I, get I live of, all over the city? All man. those blocks, can I get a little bit of? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West, like when I tell people, like I'm from the city, like I ain't a part of the city I haven't touched, bro. I love it. Yeah, I'm all stand You've up. been all over the city, yes, sir. And, and like, did you see a contrast? Or did you? Is there a similarity from being east, west, north, south? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a difference. And when, when I was younger, like east didn't go to west, west didn't go to east. Like before, I didn't know it was south or north. It was just east and west. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the east side guys a little more rowdy. Uh, the West Side guys, if they chill until you get them to that point, then they they, they can turn up real quick on you. Really? Yeah, man. They, wow, that's a, it's, that's it's, a, it's it's a for take. Is it as a different vibe? Like they they chill, they will play around, but once you get them to that point, they like yeah, they go at it. But East Side has always been like like fight first, ask questions later. You're the only brother I know that probably won't get lost in the city because you literally, because yeah. you know how it is being from here. Like, yeah, man. East side, get lost on the west side. Yeah, and west when, side. <laughs> when I came out with field training, 
I was like, where are they going to put me? Because I know everywhere. And they put me in the Southern. The only place I didn't touch <laughs> was the Southern. And when I was in the Southern, then I realized I had family down there. I said, like, dang, bro. So mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was like, we, we from the city. We from Baltimore, man. So there you go. Triple C stamped it. Like, whoever comes in town, hit up his Instagram. He'll give you a tour of the city because yeah, you won't man. get lost. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it works for officers, too, because uh, when I left the academy, I was just playing, playing in the east side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I would go work over west for overtime or, you know what I mean, on the detail, I don't know where the hell to go. Right. <laughs> Even dudes are like, you ain't from, now. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm from the east side. Yeah. Oh, all right. No, no doubt. But, yeah, it works for officers, too, because yeah. I have, I, listen, I know nothing about the west side. It looks thing. real different, though. It's, it's real different, different from yeah. the east side. Completely different. Man, right. I know where all the chicken box and half and half spots are, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, remember when we used to eat breakfast? Um... When we used to do like after the riots. Oh, over in the I forgot they don't got that place no more. It's no more. Nah, Is it the it fish a, spot by the northwest? No, nah, no, nah, nah. it's a dope. It was a dope uh, like soul food. Soul food breakfast. Spot. Yes. Yo, amazing, amazing. food. Yo, amazing. It's no longer there. No, it's not there. It was a wow. Shout out to them if they ever hear us, man. Like, nah, it wasn't even chicken waffles, but they nah, had everything. They chicken. had fried catfish. Ritz. I mean, yeah. you name it, they had it. And it was yeah. soul food. It was dope. Wow. They took care of us. They loved us. Absolutely. They, we stand there, there every day. you guys. Like, if you ever hear this, <laughs> yeah. you know, open back up. Much respect. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let us up. know. We, we'll come to your kitchen. Shout Absolutely. You out. Yeah, open back up in like Fed Hill. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll come get right, you. Right, right. Send me a plate. I'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. But yo, um, how much time you got? 13 years on? Yes, sir. Going on right 13. Now. September will be 13 years, man. Good for right you. Now. So listen, why uh, why Baltimore City Police, bro? Yeah, so um, when I was younger, I was uh, really into church, and my um, a mentor to me was a school police officer. And I, at the time, I was like, I was working like pay less and all that stuff. I was like, I'm trying to figure out jobs working at the port, the port of Baltimore. And he was like, Well, um, I said I'm going to go into the military because I'm you know I'm tired of working these 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 getting these five hundred dollar checks, right? And you know and I'm not feel like I'm not doing nothing. He was like, Well. If you're going to go to the military, just sign up to be a police officer. And then you can do over there. You can do for here. And you're doing for the people you know. Wow. That's so dope. I was like, wow. And it, and it hit me. And I was like, wow, yeah. So I, I, the crazy thing is I already took the military, the ASVAB test for the military. And then I took the civil service test for the police department. And they called me back the end of that week. So mm. At the same, so I took it the same week. And the police department called me back first. And I'm here now. At what age? 21. I was young, at 21 going to 22, and my first the craziest thing is when I, I first initially got into the, uh, into the police department before I got into my uh, the interview process, uh, the entry process, like I got to the medical like the medical is like the end of it, mm-hmm. and when I got to the medical I failed the medical eye exam I had glasses at the time, and the lady was like, uh, your eyes are good but yeah, it ain't that good and I'm like. I seen officers with glasses on. I can't be that bad. So, you know? <laughs> but I was I was so happy and just from a dude from Baltimore, just I was just happy to be a you know almost that 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 was the last step. So I was in that joking with a lady. Man, I was joking joking too much, and she was like, um, "Well, we gonna need a letter from your eye doctor." This was 2007. I said, "All right, okay, cool." I got my eye doctor note. She said, "This and send it back to her." She said, "This ain't enough. We're gonna suspend your." Uh, your application process. Really? I said, oh, it hurt me. I was all that playing stuff. So then the um, the uh, the uh, the guy called me from the police department. Like, well, I heard that the medical suspend you, your thing, and you know, that you can do unless you get laser surgery or something. 
So I, I scraped up. I went back to my old job, back from my old job, scraped up $1,400 each eye, 14 each eye, Ooh. to get laser surgery. Went back a month and a half later and said, hey, I got my laser surgery. What's up? What's <laughs> up? He's focused. Yeah, bro. I like it. <laughs> Then he said, well, you got to wait six months. Oh, <laughs> That's up. He said, you got a medical procedure. You got to wait six months. I said, I ain't no, I ain't no officer. They ain't no, that don't apply to me. Yeah, so they made me wait six months. And I started September of 08, bro. I started in um, 07, like the summer 07. I didn't get into the following summer. Well, it worked out. Yes, sir. They say good things come to those who wait. Yes, sir. You got you to gotta work for what you want, bro. So patience I work for it. Patience yeah. is everything. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's dope. Wow. So, damn. Got no job since she was 21. So, so damn, like, when, when you came out of the academy, what was your first district that you were assigned to? Yeah, so I, I field trained in the uh, in the Central. Shout out to the Central. Nice. Um, I was, I feel back in the day, once you field trained, you had to go to what they called the crime suppression unit. Well, it was just a foot unit. We was housed um, up in the Northern Parkway, mm-hmm. uh, the sheds, and then we would go deploy all over the city, mostly downtown. And after that, uh, I did that for about four months. And you don't realize how much you love a job until you and your people four months, bro. <laughs> and that's when we, we worked six and two back then, six and two, six and three. Mm. So you work at six days straight, straight eight hours walking. Damn. Ain't no sitting down, yeah, walking. I'm ain't not a, with that. Uh, it ain't no joke. So uh, I'm a bad guy. I was looking at Baltimore County, Baltimore Howard County. Like, yo, I'm trying to get a body here, y'all, y'all, y'all joking me. So then after that, I went to the Southern, Southern. I worked patrol, got into the, uh, started doing a lot of drug arrests. Um, from there, I went to the northwest part of Baltimore, and I got into the drug enforcement unit. Back in the day, you had, um, you had a flex unit, you had a bike unit, you had an ops unit. And you had a drug enforcement unit. It was like this felony drugs. So I, my first day in the Northwest in patrol, bro, I, I got like 13 locked ups in one day, bro. That's dope. Mm. Since then we've been defunded. So Yeah, so since, since then we've been way defunded. <laughs> way defunded. Yeah, so. man. It was it was crazy times, but I loved it, man. Doing other kind of work. Yeah, bro. Just work cars. We had a taxi cab. We had this different other kind of under, undercover vehicles that we just sit up in a block and just hit them all day long. And it was it was just, it was a great vibe, great feeling, just a different type of policing. Well, was it effective? Like, did you, did you drive crime down for for a week or so? And it's one of those things. If if a block is a block, you you can only shut it down for so much because what it, what happens is whoever's supplying that block will go and just get a new young guy or young girl to come in and you know sell whatever they need to produce. So that's what we try to do. We try to like that's what that that unit was. We try to figure out who was supplying that that community and we we got we got close to a couple of them and we shot a shot a couple of them down but as soon as you shut one down then another crew will come and take right back up yeah. yeah so so they adapted to uh our tactics yes sir all every day every day it was a, it was one block man it don't matter how many bodies you took off over it it was a 24-hour shop <laughs> it, you, like it don't matter how many but i don't know where they got these guys from but they never I think at a point they was giving up by it. Like, yo, yo, go ahead, take them. I know y'all be satisfied. Take these few pills. <laughs> wow. And that's when they was giving out testers heavy. Like, you know, testers was yeah. like, like they, it'll just be a whole Explain bunch. Explain to of, the world what testers are. So testers were like, so if a block had a new, like a new drug or a new, a new, uh, they add something new to the drug, they'll call 
I don't know how they, it was no cell phones back in then. It was like an all call to all the junkies around the block. And they were like, yo, they got, they giving out free samples, like free samples of whatever the drug they were selling on that block. And they all meet in the alley or somewhere in the cut. And they literally would just serve about 100 to 200 people at, at, a, at, a, at a spot. And you'll get there, pull up, and to see 200 dudes just running in all directions. You just try to grab one of them. <laughs> like roaches running yeah. with lights cut on. And if, and if uh, the crazy thing, if you see the dealer in the middle, because he's usually in the middle, he'll throw, throw whatever he got up in the air, and all the, all the junkies would be just fighting on the ground. So it's hard to get to the dudes. So you just grab one of them and a couple pills, and they try to monster pills before you get them. That was crazy. But, uh, yeah, if it, uh, dude. Times are different. Was, <laughs> but they, they will let you get the, the, the dude that was giving out testers in the little sample. Like, if you got, like, 10 baggies or whatever, you can take him. You know, like, I think that dude, his whole game was that day. Like, yo, we're going to get them to take your know, Ray Ray for the day. Mm. You know, and while we, we rock off, you know, we, we, we happy. We got we got Ray Ray with a couple bags. And, you know, they like, all right, now let's get the business. Right. So, you ain't, we ain't really stopping. We put a dent in it, but we ain't stopping. How long did you do drugs for? I did drugs for uh, two and a half years, and I got injured um, uh, fighting a suspect. Um, in reference, we 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 did a, a case. So we we did a, a we used to watch cut shops. Can I explain what a cut shop is? Please do. So absolutely, please. So a cut shop is like one of those fake stores that like you do got a t shirt in the window, a pack of gum. And a soda machine, but ain't no soda in it. But the real business is in the back room. So he they sell they sell uh, packaging material uh, for drugs. They sell paraphernalia for drugs, all that stuff. So the guys can go. It's like a drug market. So we would sit on a a, a known packaging um, a, a cut shop that was in in the northwest part of Baltimore. And we watched it. We saw a dude come out with a uh, like like ten bags. Like oh, we gonna follow him. And back in the day, we had different uh, cars, so we followed them all the way back till we got to uh, to the home that he was in. We watched the home for about an hour, two hours maybe. The guy come out with three duffel bags. He throws it in a car. Mm. I said, oh, here we go. So we, we called uh, We had a arrest team that was in a uniform. Then we had uh, three plainclothes cars. He pulls over. So now the option, the, the only... How we stop them is we gotta have, we gotta have a do it. We gotta find a traffic violation. He's in the vehicle. We we can't just have him on our suspicion alone. So we we wait for him to do a traffic violation. Uh, we stop him. We get him out the car somewhere around Forest Park in um in the northwest parts of Baltimore. And when I tell you, me this dude fought fought us for about it felt like for hours, but it was probably about five ten minutes, and. It was to the point that we was all sweating and we was all banged up. We tased this guy three times, pulled the prongs. He pulled the prongs out of his chest, drugs all over the street. It was crazy. So, and I, during that struck, during that, that arrest, I tore my ligament in my, um, in my thumb from my, the tip of my thumb to my, to my wrist. And, and back in the day, and the drugs work, if you can't work, you know, you get replaced. So I got, had surgery. I was out for a while and then they replaced me with somebody else. And from there, um, I applied for there yeah, was it was an opening for uh, uh, media relations, and I applied and I got it. Nice, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Now, what you do with media relations? Yeah, so when I when I got to the media relations, uh, you know, a little kudos to me, but I was the youngest black 
uh, spokesperson in the country in a police department. Wow, that's I was, dope. I was 23, 20, I was 24. I was 23, 24 years old. Fire. Speaking to thousands of people on behalf of the police department. The eighth biggest police department in the in the country in the country, bro. And yeah. it was, it was, it was crazy. And it was, um, I I felt good about it. Like I feel like you know, and I start feeling myself a little bit, man. You know, I've been on a little not that much time, and you, and you there, and 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 the different experience of like. So let me explain what media relations do. We they are like the, the third person between the community and the police department. Uh, so we put out press releases. We do pictures, videos, photos, anything that you're you're, you're looking on your screen, Facebook, social media. Um, I was one of the first people to, to to adapt the police department into social media, uh, into the Facebook and the Instagram. They we were doing a um, um, uh, like a, a show on I forgot what's the name of it. It was through Twitter, and we was doing like a little. B, it was called BB, BPD TV, <laughs> and we used to do like daily, you know. On this day to day, Northwest is looking for suspects such such, and it was, you know, so that's cool. Yeah, like <laughs> innovative, like yeah, innovative. Innovative. So we we start, we you know that was already going, but I was like, we need to go reach out to the social media. That's what wow. we're pushing it. So we, we we did that, and um, I did that for a few years, and from there I went to um, the district detective unit, which is called DDU, and I started in the Northeast, and that's why I met you, gentlemen, man. Right. Yeah. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Wow. So that's a, dope. A, a lot in a short <laughs> period of time. Yeah, bro. That's amazing. I, like, I, I, I worked in every district but two districts in this in this police department. Which, really? Which were the two? I haven't worked in the Northwest and I haven't worked in the Western. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up. I worked overtime in them, but I haven't worked like physically was assigned to the You went around the clock except yeah. for uh <laughs> Yeah, man. That's what dope, is it, man. Seven and eight. What? Yeah. That's what's up. So wow. So, how do you feel your experience? Because you was thrown in to some real tough places, and yeah. it's not just tough, but I mean, it's hard to get to media when you got three, four years on. Yeah. So, how did you feel you, as far as your growth from being twenty-one years old to getting on the drug unit, doing that, and then going straight to media relations? And how do you feel you've you you've grown as an individual? And taking on those types of responsibilities, do you feel as though they prepared you for where you're at as far as now, currently? Yeah, job? yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, when I first got out there, it was in in patrol. You grab as many bodies as you can and make as many lockups as you can, and that that got me to the drug unit. And the drug unit is 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 grimy. It's different. You you gotta you gotta try to think like a drug dealer. Like where's hiding drugs? Why would you know which direction you go in? All these different things. So you, you're training your mind to to feel like like you're a criminal hmm. to try to catch this guy or this girl. And um, that's why it's cat and mouse game. Yeah, right? it's a cat and mouse game. So uh, you know, biggest the biggest cat and mouse. Yeah, game. because right. the big ones it's hard to catch because they 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 change cars different. They they don't have nothing in their name. Right. Like so, you got to you got to start to think like them. And when we in, in a drug enforcement unit, you're doing number felony drugs. So we're going after the big the big guys. And uh, so you you started to think like a criminal. And from there, you just it went from that to completely going to media relations when it was suit tie professional, you know, straight lace. And it was it was times that the uh, majors or or a sergeant would tell me, I, do a quick story. I was at a movie theater. I was in media relations probably about a couple months and six months, and I was the, the only black face of the police department at the time. Mm. And 
I was at the movie theater when the Harbor Park movie theater first opened down uh, on President Street. I was there, and a lady recognized me. She said, oh, you the officer from the uh, BPD that, that be telling us on the news. I said, yeah, man, thank you. Nice to meet you. And apparently she knew, you know, one of the commanders, commissioner, whoever, and she called them. And while I'm sitting in the movie, as I get a phone call from, you know, from a commander, and he's like, what you got on? I said, I said excuse me, sir? What you got on? I said some jeans and a t-shirt. You know, you know, just out chilling. He said, "Nah." He said somebody saw you. You, you. She said you look like one of them homeboys. She, she said you, you wasn't representing the police department in a good light. Really? What? Yeah, bro. And you was at, you was at work. work? And I was no, off. Was day off. I was on my ah, off, and so I like had a day learn, off. Yeah, so I had to learn off. about anonymity. Like had to learn. Like I'm, I'm. It's no longer Vernon Davis. It's, you're the everywhere you go. You're Detective Vernon Davis from the Baltimore Police Department, right? And you are the spokesperson of the Baltimore Police Department, and you got to dress accordingly. You got to act accordingly. So the next day, I came into the office. They made me go to uh, uh to one of uh men warehouse type jumps off, and I had to buy blue slacks, black slacks, gray slacks. He said, anytime you're outside in the city on your day off, I want you to wear these. No way. That's what they told me. You're lying. Had to do it, bro. No way. And the guard. What year was this? This was, shoot, 12, 13? No, really? that was 11, 12. 11 or 12. How, how, how that made you feel? Like, like what happened? So I, I was mad at the time. I ain't going to lie. Because I'm like, oh, we, we, I'm off duty. I'm chilling. I'm, 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 I'm good. Like, why? your time off. I'm on my time, my personal time. And I had to be, they told me, you don't, now it ain't you no more. You are the Baltimore Police Department. Well, I guess because of media relations, you're the face. You're the face. So the public see you. Yeah. So you always got to be professional at all times. So when when people saw me, they didn't see Vernon Davis from East Baltimore, West Baltimore. They saw Vernon Davis, media relations, spokesperson, the dude that taught me about what's going on in the news in the police department at night. And wow. and it was a real hit, and like it made me grow up overnight, like really, really, wow. really quick. That's reality check. Yeah, it was like wow. So you know, to, to tell somebody that you you can't wear clothes, a certain type of clothes, uh, it it was different. But it made me grow up. It made me realize how responsible uh, that position was. Absolutely. And and um and to and I had to adapt to it. Like you know, had to learn how to say words differently. I'm from Baltimore, so we like Baltimore. Or, slang, slang or, is different. Or a Saturday. Right. You know, and I had, like, I didn't realize I was saying words incorrectly until I went to media relations. I was speaking to a reporter, and she's like, what? What's that? Right. What did you say? Mm. And I'm like, wow. You know, and, and to me, it was this normal language. And to her, she's, you know, I was speaking Ebonics. I was speaking, like, hood. And I was like, oh, But I'm you sorry. know what's crazy? Like, the winning attitude that you had, the fact that, like, you took what they told you to do. You went and got the uh, clothes from Men's Warehouse and accepted it. And was like, yo, all right, no doubt. I'm going to do this. Even though it's my day off, Yeah, I'm going to go out there and do what you told me to do because yeah. I'm I'm down for the team. Like, right. I'm down for Right. It. I had to see the bigger picture. Like, at the end of the bigger me. picture. Yeah. You had to because when you're in that position, in that particular unit, you are the face of the department. Yeah. Especially you talk about social media. Mm-hmm. So when people see that, they see your face. Yeah. So constructive criticism comes along yeah. with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean. It was humbling, it's, it's, bro. Humility is everything. Dude, bro. it was crazy. Everything. Right. Yeah. 
And I know you like what? But I'm off. Right. There's a difference if you live in the county. Yeah, yeah. But you're directly hanging out in the city. Yeah. So yeah. you're a piece of the department wherever you go. Exactly. And you got to carry yourself. So, so can I ask you a question? Like, yes, sir. Because you came from the, you have a media background, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about the media from this side, like mm -hmm. Baltimore City or this department. I'm asking you from your per, your personal opinion, like the media from like what you see in the country. What's going on? So you don't have to dive deep. Just no, tell me like your media opinions so, of what's going on. So because the media right now is, is like it's crazy. One people say this thing, these people say something else, yeah. some people in the middle. Yeah. And it's like the people need to know, like related to anything specific. Like or? what's up with the media? Like yeah. what is it about the media that so you gotta. So when I was in media relations, one of the things that they they installed in me these the reporters and and the photographers and the, and the um, directors and the people behind the scenes on the news side, it was like what bleeds is what leads is their thing. So whatever benefits, whatever. Say that again. And I'm saying like your personal. Yeah, this I'm is saying the, like this personal, is going personal, not department, not this, this, department. Right, this is not going, going. This, this is going personal. So okay. that's that's what they they. So I. I had that conversation, like, why do you guys play this instead of this? And this is something, like, you learned in college? Or? This, no, so media relations, I, other than doing graphic design when I was in school at Morgan, I didn't have any journalistic background. I, like, I had to, like, I literally took classes and learned. I, I was learning on the fly when I was in media relations. I didn't know none of that stuff. And, I mean, I shout out to all the people that was in media relations at the time. I really held my hand through it. Like, I, did, I was a young dude for Baltimore Raw. But when I but what I, I was smart enough to know who was my allies. So I knew the people who edited the video were the photographers who were shooting. So I made them my friends. And I'm like, oh, you know, hey, bro, I'm new to this. You know, I'm from Baltimore. I'm, I'm not the, the best uh, – I'm not well spoken. I don't know these, and I don't know what to say certain times. You know, if you help me out, so if even if I misspoke, they would edit uh, the the thing to make me look good. Mm. So you know, so but when speaking to them and and befriending them, they they would tell me like, "Hey, bro, you know," I asked them like, "Why do you, this happen? Why this happen?" And and their thing was, "What bleeds is what leads," mm. meaning what if if it's something that triggers someone emotionally. That's what's going to be on the top story of the night. I've heard that a lot of times. Yeah, what bleeds, what leads, and and that's what's going on in this country. But the difference is, you have a different, you have two sides who are promoting different stories to fix their agenda or what they're what they're trying to you know push. And to their to their uh their viewers, that's what leads for them, and for the other side, what leads for them. And the the crazy thing is, um, I. I think social media is probably one of the worst things. It's, it's beneficial, but it's probably the one of the worst things for this generation because it's so instant and people want answers and they, they want stuff so instantly and quickly and, and life is not that quick. An investigation is not that quick. Investigation is not that quick. The decision that an officer or whoever a person makes, um, you know, your body goes through like 13 phases before you make a decision and you want somebody to explain that to you. Like, it's a split decision, but your body's going through warm, cold, hot, soft, you know, flight, flight, all that stuff. And you make that decision real quick. Now, they want to know why did you make it. And and they have nothing but 
years and months and days and hours to break down what you did or what someone else did. And it's that's you, you that's fire. And you you what we just said. Yeah, you you can't you can't and you and, and another thing about now was he keep cooking. Another thing about now is yo. emotional. People are so emotional and you can't argue with emotion. You can't you can't if someone's feeling in a certain way about something, you can't argue with them. You can't reason with them because it's deep in them. And you can't you can't talk them off that ledge. So what you do try to do is try to reason with them and try to find a foreground to bring them back to you. So now you can have a a, a common sense discussion out of that emotion. I deal with that every day in my house, so I know you. Know <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all do, bro. I think we all do. I got a sixteen-year-old in my crib. Yeah, I got to deal with my five-year-old. No, but no, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, man. So no, no, you spend some knowledge. It's like let's keep going on that knowledge. Like, yeah, that's that's rich. Like, so sixteen emotions before Thir- thirteen emotions. Before thirteen. You, I'm sorry. Before you make a decision. Um, is uh, you can Google it, and it's like your body go through uh, flight and fight. Um, your hands start to sweat. You get tunnel vision. There's certain things that your body do when it's stressed, and so you. I mean, that's it's from anything. Whatever. And this is all before you make a decision. Making it, you making a stressful decision. Stressful decision. A stressful decision. Whatever, whatever it is. If it's um, you know, if you're an officer, and that line of works is it's exigent. Yeah, depending on the situation. Yeah, yeah. So then you got a, a dolphins running through your body. You you have your your eyes your eyes are pupillating, dilating. Like your body is going through a physical response, and now you made that decision, whatever that decision was for you, and it's usually out of fear. So let me ask you. A so like for the human body is thirteen. Thirteen, yes, sir. So like what H just said, mm-hmm. what would it be for an officer that's on the job? Usually, usually for an officer in the crazy, we're still human, so we still go through those same phases. But they try to train us to a point that we can control some of those phases. Um, that's why we train so much. You know, they say muscle memory. You know, repetitive. So if you get into a stressful situation and we're trained to shoot center mass, and you get in a situation that you got to pull your gun out and you have to shoot because of whatever the situation is, you're going straight down the range because that's what you train. Everything else falls that your emotion, your, your emotions, your senses fall fall apart, and you go straight down the middle. So when people are like, "Why you shoot him in his arm? Why you shoot him in his foot?" That's not what I'm trained to do. Now, if you train somebody to shoot all day in their foot, when a situation happens, that's what they're going to aim at. Right. But you know, that's but it's it's it's. I I just think people uh, they're so emotional right now. But if they just take a step back, take a deep breath, and real and just try to reason uh, what's going on. Like and, and it's trying to like this. Try to sort it out. Okay, this is the situation. What happened? What's the steps? What led up to it? You know, and a lot of times people are just they're, they're looking at the end result of a video and not understanding like the full aspects of what just what happened. They just want an answer instantaneously, and, and it's never that quick. It's never that fast. At all. Yeah, because an investigation takes a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's yeah. awesome, bro. That's amazing. Phenomenal yo. intro, bro. Yo, oh man, listen. You just dropped, dropping gems on them. Oh, boom, I boom, did. Boom, boom, boom. Man, it's that Hendrix, son. What is that? On the show, on the show, we don't, we don't allow that. 
Okay, this, okay, no, I'm no, sorry. No, it's, it's, it's all good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was I'm a sorry. present for you. Uh, 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 I'm That's sorry. Is that purple haze? No, right. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the drink. The drink. The drink. The drink. Shout out to Canva. That's yeah. right. <laughs> all right, now. Hey, V, um, just, just a quick question. Yes, so sir. when you're, um, um, as a person in media, what, um, not really uh, what advice, but I would say, what would you tell um, people before they either post something or something before they like before they comment, what kind of advice would you give uh, um, a person? I had to learn a long time ago, uh, well, not a long time ago, when I first joined the police, police department, they they stressed this: what you put out in the internet is never gone. Mm. It's never. It's 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 never it's ne- it's always there. Even if you delete it, even if you you, you erase it, it's always there. So um, be mindful. And one of the, the one of the trainings that we went through in the media is um, you learn how to to speak in a scenario, meaning like you will. Um, so say it was a, a shooting on Greenmount Avenue. You get there uh, with what's the the information about the shooting? What can you give out to the media when not really know an investigation? And what is the information that you want to give to the public to let them know that you're working on this? And that same thing I use constantly when it comes to my personal media life. Like, what am I putting out to the world? What is the information I want you to get from me? And what do I want in return from you? That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, wow. I got a quick question. Now, mm-hmm. What did your passion for photography come into play? Was it something that you always had a vision on doing? Or when you came to media relations that you was dealing with the camera a lot more and behind the scenes? Well, because your photography is crap. Fire. <sighs> man. Fuego, Talk to fuego. your boy, son. Lego. Candela Manteca. Oh, man. Dude, listen. Man, I appreciate on, it. On I, social I, media, what is it on social media? It's uh, VS, Instagram is VS Davis Photography. Uh, Twitter is VS Davis Photography. I mean, you did our photo shoot. And like, I, I know, man. I'm about to post it. Dang, listen, Boom. man. Listen. So my my art background comes from, um, like, I can draw. I can paint. I play the piano. I play the trombone. You play uh-huh. trombone? Yeah, bro. And I, play, I played that in elementary, Yeah, son. man. I was in a jazz band at, at my, my school, Lake Clifton, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, okay. man. I play. Wow. I, I like, I'm, I like, like, I'm an artist. Like, I sculpt. I can do sculptures, paintings. Wow. Might do an intro for us, man. Yeah. Might do an intro for us, man. Do you have sculptures? I do have sculptures in my house. My mother my mother had most of them. I haven't sculpted in a while because you need like to fire to fire clay. You need to you need a kiln, you need all these different things. Oh, you was on your ghost shit. Oh yeah, bro. That's 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 my passion, bro. So we can so I mean so we can get a you know, we can get a silverback. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's why I asked you about the artwork earlier. Like I could I mean, y'all know y'all got something, but you know, I can put my little flair to it. Yeah, 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 we need that. I mean, you throw a wrestling belt in there too. You know, I'm an old school WWF fan. I'm an old school WWF fan. I see, I see. That's that's dope. Now, real quick, with you said you played the trombone. Yes, sir. Now, that's something that you did. You pick out playing the trombone because I know I wanted the saxophone. Yeah. So no, I wanted. Wait, 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 and it wait. was like 
I've been your partner for how long? You play the saxophone? No, no. I, I wanted, wanted to play it, it but there was oh, like, you wanted yo, to play it. Only thing's available for you right now is a trombone yeah. over there. So go learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my my old music teacher, Lake Clifton, man. Shout out to him, man. He's he's no longer with us. So he oh, God bless you, son. Yeah, he, he was like, um, I think I came in there and wanted to play the drums or something like that. He right. Said, he's like, no, mm. you play this trombone. Okay, I said okay, <laughs> no doubt. I said you know, and and you know you know playing the trombone man, it's a lot you. of muscles and burr, 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 and burr, on the scales, burr, yeah, yeah, bro. But once you get it, man, it's it's so fluent. It's one of one of the great sounds of of of, of jazz and from uh, instrumentals. Um, so I I love playing the trombone. So uh, from trombone, I played a little bit of the piano. Mm-hmm. I played the drums. I also was in in March, Baltimore by marching bands. So I I, I was in uh, March um the uh, uh, the what's what's the name of the marching bands? I was in a Baltimore marching band um, for a while, so I played the drums. But art has always been a part of who I was. From um, my mom, um, my brother, my my mother's brother, uh, my uncle, he could draw. My you know a lot of people can draw. So I that's a, that was my hustle in school, in middle school, high school. I was drawing paint, painting shirts for them, like fabric painting on shirts and selling them thirty five dollars wow. a pop. Wow! I didn't, yeah, that's I, awesome, I was bro. hustling early, bro, and um, and it's it's always stayed with me. So from from um, I picked up my first camera, um, from a art program in uh, middle school, middle school, high school, and I haven't looked back since. Um, but I went to school for uh, for Morgan State for graphic design, um, so. One of my, and I, I even forgot that I even picked up a camera when I was younger. But so I went to school at Morgan, and my uh, graphic design teachers like, order to be a good graphic designer, you need to take um, pictures of your own pictures, so you don't have to pay nobody else to take your pictures. So I brought my own little camera, and I haven't looked back since, man. That's wow. Yo, you yeah. know it's crazy. That's dope. Like, I was gonna, my little brother, he's uh, Dre Perspective on Instagram. Okay. Um. A couple of years ago, he wanted to come down here and, like, continue his photography uh, career. Mm. But he wanted to leave New York. No, stay in New York, bro. You know what's crazy? Yeah. I said, come down here. I'm going to get with you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you could be his understudy. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm going to stay in New York. Guess what? You're here. He's there. Shout out to both of y'all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I wanted him to to learn from you, though. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Not because your your shoots are insane. Insane. Crap. Oh, insane. Your shoots are insane. And I can see why. Like, you had, this has been since you were little. Yeah. Yeah, it's a part of me, man. Like, it's it's a part of you. Yeah, it's a part of me. That's dope, bro. Yeah. Phenomenal intro. Yeah, thank y'all, bro. Nah, thank you, bro. We appreciate that. Triple C, what we got? Uh, we are into silverback news. Nice. So, um, as it is loading up right now, um, the governor signs a new law to protect uh, police. Um, the governor of Georgia. So, House Bill 838 creates a new crime, um, bias-motivated intimidation, which would apply to uh, death and serious injury of police officers. House Bill 838 creates a crime. A new crime is a bias motivation intimidation, which would apply to the death or serious bodily injury of a police officer, firefighter or emergency medical technician. The crime would also apply to any 
um, to any time someone causes more than $500 in damage to property owned by police, firefighters, or emergency medical technicians because of actual or perceived employment as a first responder. Um, I'll let you all go in on that. I think that's dope because, like, I'm not going to dive into it, but the fact that he had a first responders is amazing because on the news, they only talk about police officers, but when we hear our radio, they're talking about firefighters. Firefighters get into fights all the time, right or wrong. Oh, yeah. EMS paramedics, they get into fights all the time, and they call us to come and assist. But, like, the news, because it doesn't fit the agenda, they only use us for police or whatever. So the fact that this blankets all of us, I think it's amazing. I think it's dope. Um, Yeah, I think it's dope. It was I Governor mean, Brian Kemp. Any way to help the police is, is 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 definitely you know much needed, especially what's going on now. The lack of police respect and people actually targeting police. It's the the world is horrible. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. They don't respect law enforcement. They don't respect first responders, and it's it's a disgrace. So any help to help us in blue, man, I'm all for it. And um, you know it's it, it's got to be a shift, man. The world, you know, you can't allow a few bad apples like tarnish an entire department and tarnish police worldwide. Because where are you going to get? We're here every day, all day. And yeah. we serve proudly. We yeah. love what we do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, Bill. And that's in Georgia. That's in the state of Georgia. So I, A lot of people don't realize, like, um, I don't know the police. Some people in the police, some emergency response people in the police department, EMS and fire uh, where that's in the police department here in the city, me and in, in Baltimore City and the fire department. But there are certain states that the EMS has to wear vests because they're constantly attacked or 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 targeted. Yeah. Um. So for for Georgia to pass a bill like this, man, that's 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 awesome, man. This is um groundbreaking. I hope other states look at it and see what they're doing down there. And I also see that um. Officers can actually file uh, lawsuits against that against civilians, huh? Mm-hmm. They try that persons groups. That's awesome. That infringe on their civil rights. That's cool, and they should enforce that. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know, as soon as you as soon as you hit them with a citation that goes up to five thousand dollars, I'm pretty sure they stopped the nonsense. Yeah, five years, five thousand. Yeah, and this is mainly so. Um, this is for people who, if this, let's just say, if this were nationwide, but we're, you know, of course, it's in Georgia. Uh, we talked about it off camera and uh, could you all elaborate? You all get a lot of people that want to challenge the things that you're trying to do when on a larger scale. Um, can you can you all kind of talk about that? Because on a larger scale, you're trying to worry about like there are thousands of people. We're trying to calm this down and you're coming at me with the you know, this, this and this. How would this help in, in a situation like that? Uh I guess as far as, you know, you know, with these riots now or, or the protests turning into riots, it's it's a lot of police intimidation. You know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, F you. If you had a badge on, I punch you in your face. And, you know, it, it not 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 every officer can deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have the mindset that you can deal with it and that's fine. But, yo, a lot of times people can wait for you when you get out of work, see what car you drive. 
follow you to your house. It's real life. Which has happened before. You know what I mean? Things, things, it, it, it can get escalated to that level. It really can be. But um, I think that law is perfect. It's just, you know, police, we deal with a lot every day, all day. It takes a lot to do this job. And a lot of minimal people don't know exactly what we, do, what we deal with or go through day in and day out. Serving I think, people. I think it's definitely a step into the right direction. And, like, everybody talks about police, but, like, no one ever talks about fire, the fire department or EMS workers, paramedics. They deal with a lot. Like, yeah. let's separate us and let's talk about paramedics and the EMT guys. Like, we show up, boom, somebody's shot. They're the ones trying to revive that person, trying to bring them back to life. And they see, like, death. The uh, paramedics, like, we see death. But the paramedics, EMS guys, women, they see death on a different level because it's, like, in their face. Like, we show up, we see it, like, on the scene. They see it actually happening when they're trying to revive the person reading to pulses come. and all that correct no, it's different yeah, yeah so like they deserve 100 percent protection and respect all the time and you know when we talk about the um first responders a lot of times we forget about them but yeah. a huge component to the the service that they bring to like civilization it's insane can I can I jump in real quick? Sure, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It's um, so right after the riots, I I go back to patrol um, because of manpower shortage. Which I, riots? Uh, the Baltimore riots. Okay, um, gotcha. in uh, 2015. Um, so I'm out there, and it's been a while since I've been actually on the street. So the whole the whole feel was different. The whole when, vibe. when you was out there, like what what unit? What I was just rec- I was just regular patrol. Um, they which, sent, which district? Northeast. Okay. So they sent me send Northeast. Me, yeah, shout, out, shout out Northeast. They sent me out of um, out of media relations to send me back patrol because of the manpower shortage. So I'm there. It's like the, almost in the day. We we're, we're on morning shift. Um, we get a last call for emergency petition type call, behavioral crisis. Lady uh, got onto us on one porch and broke the glass out that screen door and started to cut herself. So it was blood everywhere. Um, so uh, two officers respond before I get there. They call for backup. I get there. I get there. I mean, it's it's a madhouse. It's people all over the place. They got cameras out. Um, the ladies on the on the porch. She's flailing, flailing around, hitting us up. Glass blood is everywhere. And someone says they they like officers be careful. She has every disease in the book. Oh, oh my god! She got A through Z, bro. All of it. Oh. So we get that blood everywhere. So we. Um, and at this point, you you can hear her head hit the cement like doom, doom, doom. So we, we me and other uh, male officers that were standing there, like we we can't we can't, can't allow that. we can't she's going she's going to kill herself. Right. So we we put gloves on. We get there these you know the little hospital blue gloves. We get there, we we contain her. Of course, the blue gloves rip. So by the end of it. We, we get her down the steps and finally try to get her with medics finally come. It's blood from the top of my collar all the way down to my boots. Wow. I'll show y'all a picture later. It's, I still got that picture. It's the craziest thing ever. 
And her son, for this, her son goes to the scene. Someone calls him like, hey, your son, your mom, Wallen. He comes in there. He's, he's He jumps in my face. What the F are you doing? Get F off my mother. F you, F this, F this. And, and he's literally like a nose away from me. Wow. And at a point, I'm like, do I deal with his mom who's banging her head on the ground? Or do I deal with the dude who's physically... Right, and then your personal space. Yeah, and, and, and I'm and at the time I'm trying to help your mother, bro. Right, and so he told us get the f off his mother. We get off his mother. He he tries to contain her, and the lady arms has swords and bumps in. So every time you touched uh, it, you could feel uh, the swords, the squishes in the it was uh, the squish in the slide. So what he realized he couldn't he couldn't contain her or couldn't control it. He, he looked at us like. Why the f you standing there? Come and help me. <laughs> so we gotta found, love yeah, it. Yeah, so we, gotta get, love we it. get there. So now you need my help. Now you need me. Now, now. you need me help. But by, before he gets there, some church moms come up there. Baby, why are you just sitting there? Why that lady hitting her head on the ground? That boy trying to help. She didn't see the first half of it. Right. She seen it from her perspective. Right. So now I'm I'm trying to explain to this lady like, ma'am, he told us get off of her. Now we're trying to hold the lady back again. We get her. Peter is a kid who jumps on a porch and he's we and he has a camera over top of our head. It was that is insane. It was the madhouse. Wow. Just for to help this lady, I had we had to deal with all of that. <laughs> then because of what she, you know, had, and when he finally got her medic, they sedated her, they you know, she was out. It was so much blood on our clothes. Wow. Our gloves were busted. Um I had to strip down in the parking lot in the Northeast District. I had some old bike unit shorts in my trunk. I had my blue sweaty, you know, blue shirt under it. And and I had to throw my boots away. My clothes. I had to put in, in everything uh, in the plastic bag. In, a, in a red bag so, and drop it to ECU. And the next day I had to go to the hospital and all that to get tested and all Absolutely. that. But it, it was to, but to, to deal with all that just to help his mom. And thank God, like, it's a bill like this in Georgia, like, now I could do something about that that son, you know, like you 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 are you invaded you you almost stopped me from doing my job to help somebody that you love. I don't know this lady. Absolutely. So it's you know just you know. Well, I'm just here to help. That's a I'm just, great picture you painted. Showing up, to you awesome. painted a great awesome. picture. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. that's the artist in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like that's a like you know like. Because they tell me stories about, you know, the difference in your mindsets and how you'll have to switch. Mm -hmm. And I think that paints the picture amazingly because, like, me listening to you, like, you literally, there was seven to eight different emotions that you yeah. had to put down to help one person. Yeah. And, and I don't think people don't understand. And even, you know, from me coming to the criminal justice side, but listening to you all, you all really come in as reaction. As the the proaction part is very minor. It's the reaction. You're called to the scene to help. So I don't think people understand that yeah. a lot of times. They don't understand we have to deal with a chaotic situation and still remain professional yeah. and deal with things. It's that's like I said, the many different hats right. that we wear. Mm -hmm. right. Because we're dealing with adversity and chaos right. at the same time. Is this this woman's trying to kill herself. We get called there. He's on scene with his with his other partner, trying to trying to uh, place her in custody, so she won't keep hurting herself. And then you got blood everywhere. You're trying to you're trying to hold her while she's 
cracking her head on the concrete. And then you got a son coming up in his face. Get away from my mother. This and that. I mean, that's outrageous. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, what he just said, you're making sure that the whole time you're not getting contaminated. So you're bringing home to your family. Yeah. That was that, that was the scariest yeah. part of it. You don't for, want to bring that home to your a, family for a whole week. I was scared to, to hug my daughter. Right. Yeah. That was that was the scare. Like I don't. It was it was an interview um, when I was in media relations and um, after the riots and all this stuff. And one of the the guys said, um, he said, you know what was the hardest part about the rise the uprising in Baltimore um, as a police officer? And he said, what? He said, coming back the next day. Mm. Yeah, mm. like can you like going through like you feel like the yeah. world just ended, hell just broke through, and you tired, you're sweating, you got all this uniform on, you you don't know when it's in. People yelling at your face, throwing stuff at you, all this stuff, and you got to come take all that off and throw it right back on. Go back on and come back. You come, you you take all that off. You come home, daddy. Yeah, how are how you? Was, how was your day? Daddy, you hungry? Daddy, yeah. daddy, daddy. And then it's like... And ain't no way in the world you're going to come home with a fr- with a frown to them. Right. Ever. No it's, way. It's hard, no way. man. It is hard. And then it's like, then when you wake up, your eyes open. It's like, I got to go back. Let's go back to I the gotta, jungle. I got to leave this this precious person Absolutely. here to go back and deal with some people who do not like me. Yeah. And that's why you say listen to Rick Ross. <laughs> Ross, Ross. Ross. Yeah, shout out to Rick Ross. He used to get us through. Dude, um, one of one of my uh I don't know, field train also one of old old guys told me this. He said he said, um, I was at a call, he said, listen to this. And he said, he said, What's going on? I said, I don't hear nothing. He said, I know, right? It's quiet. I said, Yeah, yeah, it's quiet. He said, But right now somebody's getting shot, someone's getting stabbed, mm. someone's being losing their life, someone's going through a stressful situation, and he said, "That's what policing is." He said, wow. "You are there to go to those stressful situations so someone wow. else can have peace." Mm. Wow! Fire! Well said. Woo! So that's sick. Listen, I appreciate you, bro. Man, I appreciate you for being here. Man. Yeah, we definitely do. Amazing. Yeah. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is episode thirty-two. Shout out your uh, Instagram. Yeah, shout out the world, bro. VS Davis Photography Instagram is where I post the most, man. Check me out. I appreciate the invite, fellas, man. I love you guys. I love you more, bro. And I thank hey, you. Yo, I'm not saying this because I'm your man, but I'm saying this because I just like dope pictures. Your pictures are fire. Fire. I appreciate it. Listen, every the world, shout my man out. He's going places, baby. And listen, that's why this podcast was created. We're more than police officers. Everybody we brought on has a second hustle or just loves their community. We all love our community. Absolutely. And that's it. That's it. We're here for y'all. We're here for you, world. We love you. We're here, we, baby. We, we, we're showing you guys, like, yo, get the badge. And with the money that you get from the badge, you can flourish your hustle, which is photography, podcasting, DJing. Rapping, whatever it is, become a chef on the side. Oh, start your business yeah, cooking. Cook side. Oh my you know god, and save your boy a plate. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Can I get a plate? And right, and, and listen, I don't do carbs too much no more, so I so leave the rice out. <laughs> yeah. 
Heavy on the veggies and the pescado, you heard? The fish. But listen, everybody, it's episode 32. We're wrapping it up. We love you. We miss you. We appreciate you. My boy Vern. Yo. My brother Dre, Triple C. Yo. Listen. Hey, yo. 33 is going to be stupid. 33 is going to be stupid. Hey, yo, guess what? 34 is going to be stupid. But yo, 32? Fire. It's pure. Yo. From Columbia, you heard? Hey, yo, that 32 intro? Ah. Yo. Crack. If that doesn't make your skin. What? Bubble. My soundtrack. Amazing. Email me. We'll talk about it. Right. All right, everybody, be safe. Enjoy your weekend. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Holla. The views and opinions expressed on the Silverback Podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.